Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is The Zwiftcast, coming up on this special episode. New roads, it's the one thing that really makes Swifters happy. It was four rides before I could actually get a workout done. I kept getting distracted by the scenery. And this one is more than just a new map. Humetsi is the first chapter. The Makuri Islands could one day rival Watopia. We go right around the real world to gauge reactions to our new virtual world. Overall, I rate Yumezi highly. It has the mink seal of approval. I got Mount Fuji in the background and it looks <laughs> just amazing. The scenery and the graphics on this map is higher standard for Swift. All the details looks just amazing. So much to take in. I absolutely love the new Yumezi map. First, let's get some super quick reaction from my partners in podcastery. And first up is the big noise from Down Under, your <laughs> friend and mine, GP Lama Shea Miller. G'day, mate. How are we doing, Simon? Not too bad at all, actually. Uh, my outlook is uh, is looking up as the weather improves. Mm-hmm. But let's have this fast and simple. Yumetsi, if that's how it's pronounced, Hit or miss, mate? Oh, it's got to be a hit. Everyone loves new roads, and this is a new world with new roads. So, yep, I like it. And uh, based on the feedback I'm reading, I think a lot of other people like it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does seem to have gone down extremely well, actually. And I agree. I mean, I haven't ridden every kilometre in both directions yet, but massive congrats to Tony and his art team. It is a really beautiful world. And actually, I'd say it's gone straight to the top of my list. In fact, I now put it at tied number one with Watopia in terms of my first preferences. So, Shane, let's have your revised, uh, perhaps it's revised, perhaps it's not, top five maps. Number one, I can't go past Watopia because I know it so well. I can use any part of Watopia for the testing that I need to get done or just the social rides. I know where people hang out. We can visit this Zwift nursery where newbie Zwifters are sitting there waiting to do their first kilometre on Zwift and we can give them a ride on. Watopia has to be number one. Number two, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go Jarvis just for the memories. Um, only about Ooh. five kilometers of road there, but I do miss Banjo Man. I do miss that, what was it, a four-second sprint? It was very short. We didn't even really raise a sweat with that sprint. Um, but it was challenging and it was all brand new. So number two would be Jarvis. Number three, oh, now we're getting to tricky territory. You can include the new map. You can, you know, the rules of this game are you can include the new map. I- I think I'm going to have to put the new map into third because it's new, it's fresh, and it's, I mean, I'm in the honeymoon period, even though I've ridden all the routes and all the courses and all that. And, uh, yeah, I think the new one, Yumezi, is uh, in number three. Number four, and I'm going to hate myself after saying it, but Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Richmond, yeah. because of the racing around that course. And, the, I mean, sorry, the racing we had back in Las Vegas. Now, I'm going way back now, and the, the replay is still up on, online if you want to see the replay of that. That was fantastic memories around Richmond, the, the full course of that. And in number five, ah, what have I got left? In Innsbruck, New York, Yorkshire. Yorkshire, no, no, not enough sheep in Yorkshire. Um I'm gonna, I think I'll go with Innsbruck because I've done that loop in person too. And again, it takes me back to where I've ridden in person. Uh, right, DC Ramaker and I did a loop of the hilly course, and it's a great 20-minute climb in either direction. 
actually in the reverse direction is a pretty hard climb, but I use that often for my training. So yeah, there we go. The last one would be Innsbruck. Okay. Well, that's an interesting ranking. I think we'll take Jarvis out because it's no longer available to the majority of Zwifters unless you're really (laughs) tech savvy. So that puts you, Maisie, up into number two spot, which is kind of where it is with, 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 with me at the moment as well, actually. Interesting perspective, Shane. We will be back to you later mm-hmm. in the podcast for further insight. But for now, thanks very much, mate. Okay, well, we'll get on to the possibly greater significance for Zwift and Zwifters of this gorgeous new world later in the episode. But for now, let's travel to the west coast of the USA and get the helicopter view, press 9 on your keyboard, Zwifters, from the Zwift insider, Eric Slanger. Well, howdy, Eric. Hello, Simon. Good to chat with you. It always is, of course. Now, uh, let's have a... It it might be a bit late for an absolute gut reaction. I've built this as the helicopter view. Let's have, you know, the Slanger overview. What do you think of Umetsi? I think it's the art team's best work yet. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. Uh, Some of the areas... my, My favorite areas are the temple area, which is kind of the KOM area. And the golden forest, I love. I love that that golden light coming through the trees. I just, I just want to keep rewriting that segment over and over. Uh, so yeah, our team, kudos to them. Just tons of little Easter eggs and beautiful scenery. Uh, and I guess my other thought is, I, I just hope it's the start of something, uh, something bigger that's on that same level of quality. Because, because, could you imagine a world? The size of Watopia, yeah, yeah, as yeah. good as that. The size of Watopia, ten times bigger. Yeah, yeah. super yeah. cool. And I, and my guess is that's what Zwift is planning because they've every release they've done, other than the France and Paris ones that were kind of rushed. The, all their releases, you can you can kind of see them ratcheting up the quality of their art. You know, Titans Grove and Fuego Flats, the Jungle. There's kind of a there's a progression where it seems like they've they've getting better. They found their stride. So I think it'll yeah, I think it'll keep building out. And, and look great. Well, we will speculate on, on what may happen in that uh, a, yeah. little, a little later on. Um, I asked Shane this, uh, and he cheated like he always does, actually, and I'm sure you won't cheat, but give me, uh, uh, possibly it has been subject to revision in the last week, give me now, in order, your top three places to ride on Swift. I mean, it, it so depends on what the activity is, so like top three places to race, top three places to mm. just have a fun free ride. Uh, I'll go with top three places to race because I think my favorite place to race is probably Crit City. I just find those races to be uh, to be fun and you can vary them if you choose by your own uh, your own effort level. Somewhere on Watopia would definitely be my, my next one. Let's say um, I'm going to go with the figure eight. Figure eight reverse is a great race course. Oh, and Richmond. Richmond will be my other race course. The, <laughs> yeah. the standard UCI, I've always loved it. It was the first first course I ever raced on Zwift way back in the day when they did three lap races there, which were like 30 miles. Yeah, so those are my three. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Richmond figures with, with, with Shane as well, who, who tried blatant cheating with the rules of this game by inserting Jarvis, but I, uh, I disallowed <laughs> that. Um, but in terms of the, let's talk about, I don't know, the casual user, Eric, uh, somebody who's not like a hardened racer or has been around on Zwift three or four years, you know, maybe has just joined or is yet to join. I, I put you, Metsy, not in scope, but in appeal level with Watopia. 
Yeah, I think I think the only reason the only reason I wouldn't put it level there is just because it's not as big. So I I think I think people will they'll gravitate to the variety of Watopia, and so you'll get you'll get more writers there. But I think if you had like I already mentioned, if you had Umetsi as on the scale of of Watopia, I think it would be yeah, it'd be right up there, or even more popular than than Watopia. And um, we will talk a little later in the episode because I'm going to get you back uh, two three times just to uh, mix things up a bit. We'll talk later about bike choice, which I think is going to be very interesting depending on what you're doing. But just for now, what do you think is likely to be the kind of go to group ride? Uh, route or route, as you guys say, um, <laughs> on on Umetsi. I mean, gr- group rides tend to the flat routes. Yeah. So probably flatland loop would be that's kind of the the flattest one, and there's no dirt on it, so you don't have the weirdness in a group ride. It's it, most group rides are all about staying together. Um, some of them aren't. Some of them are, they're more like a race, or there's competitive sections. But I'd say probably ninety percent of group rides are let's stay as a group. So flatland loop, I would say, um, countryside tour would probably be my next option. Um, that one has the KOM in it, so it would have a little bit more variety. Uh, but it's all, those are both fairly longish routes too. And the, the group rides will tend to want to do the longer ones too. Yeah. Those yeah would be my two. Yeah. And I think the advantage of the countryside, uh, loop for group rises so even though there is a climb in it it's very very shallow and very very steady and kind of a little bit lengthy compared to the overall uh, length of the route so uh, a, a better chance i think of groups staying together on that yeah yeah i don't think it's a it's not a terrible climb at all so if if, the, if it's a group ride where they're looking to get a bit of an effort in i think countryside would be a, a great option yeah yeah okay well uh great to get your initial um impressions on some very key matters there uh, we'll be back to you later in the episode for now thanks very much eric sounds good okay let's hear directly from the community swift is a global game and we've been around the world to solicit opinions from the swift community i think a good place to start is in the east to get both definitive meaning and pronunciation of umetsi Thank you for having me. My name is Ikebe Sadao. I've been Zwifting since 2014. It's great to see familiar sights inside Zwift. Yumeji, this is a beautiful word. This word consists of two Chinese characters, aka kanjis. The first one means dream, and the second one means path. So someone say it's a path of dreams, but to me it's something more. Because the second character, path, has multiple pronunciations and is usually pronounced Lo or Michi. To read this character, Ji is very unique. There are only few words where it's pronounced Ji. This unique sound made me feel it's not only a path, but also a way to achieve one's goal. So this word has very positive meaning. It's not only a path of the dreams, but also a path to the dreams. For example, Tabiji is travel plus path. It means itinerary on the surface, but it's more like a nostalgic memory of past week journey because of this special G sound. I've consulted a dictionary and found G is used almost exclusively for journey in a traditional sense like journey to the ancient capital, Yamatoji. This led me to find the word 
Yumeji mean a journey to the dreams? For pronunciation-wise, it seems that we have two patterns. People from Eastern Japan, Tokyo, usually say Yumeji with stress, while people from Western Japan, Kyoto, say Yumeji in flat. Traditionally, it's flat, but nowadays Tokyo like Yumeji is probably the majority. May your journey to your dreams be a good one. Thank you very much. A journey to the dreams. Congratulations, Swift. There's some good research being going on there. And thanks to Ikei for that lovely lyrical explanation. Let's stay in the East for more reaction. And over to Patrick Tan in Singapore, longtime Zwifter and stalwart of the Zwift Ascenders team. It's really exciting when Zwift launched a brand new Makuri Island on 20th of May, which takes Zwifters on a journey to the dreams in New Mezi. This world has everything expected of Zwift, with the beautiful Japanese rural environment, variety of terrain from road to gravel, the inclusion of Japanese folklore as part of the world. Even the native avatars seems livelier when depicted as going about their daily lives and native animals are beautifully detailed throughout the map. There is also the vibrant display of oriental seasons with the cherry blossoms of spring, the lush green summer forests, and the yellow leaves of autumn being featured. Swift has also done well for their homework on Japanese folklore with the yokai or Japanese demon festival shown in the village, the sacred tree with the hitodama or ghost lights featured in the spirited forest, and the kaiju-like beast character resting at the side of the village wall. In all, I felt that Swift has done a marvellous release this time and I can't wait to ride in New Maisie. Right on! More praise from an authoritative Eastern source there. Zwift definitely gets kudos for the level of research that's gone into Yumetsi. Now, let's hear from one of Zwift's biggest monster mile munchers, Sharon Yaxley, a.k.a. The Mink, has clocked up thousands of kilometres on all the worlds, and she's wasted no time in putting some saddle time into the new world. Konnichiwa, fellow Zwifters. This is The Mink here. I've just completed a 125km reconnaissance of Yumezi, just because Simon asked me to ever so nicely. What did I think? Well, visually it's great. There are castles, temples, shrines, forests, water features, cherry blossom, loads of animals, including what I think were pretty wild-looking pigs running rampant. There is some weird sculpture near the castle that looks like a cross between a crayfish and a huge claw, but it seemed to fascinate the crowds, whatever it was. For me, as an endurance rider, there is a nice flatter loop. But today, I covered every road, including the gnarly dirt tracks. I had the wrong bike for the dirt, and my trekatron got really dusty. There's a sharp climb around the castle for possible V-Everesting use, if that endeavour so appeals to you. I like the cool village with its food stalls. I picked up some really nice sushi and sashimi there, but the coffee's better in France. One negative, those creepy yellow vans from the French world must have been on sale. They've found their way to Japan. Overall, I rate Yumezi highly. It has the mink seal of approval. Sayonara and ride on. Okay, back with Shane. Well, I, I, everybody is saying, Shane, and they're quite right, I think, actually, that it is a triumph for the art department. It's such a such a pretty new map. And the perspective that darkness brings uh, really uh, is really where it excels, I think. 
Yeah, for sure. It's a whole different world during the day versus during the night. And they've done a lot of work with the lighting and the, the spirit blue things, whatever they are floating around there in the jungle. Um, and I've noticed, you know, I mean, the cities at night too really light up. So it's completely different. Um, but one thing I will, I think they've actually hooked onto, it's the internet and cats. Did you notice the cats? There's a lot of cats. <laughs> How can you not like the cats? Everyone loves cats. So I think there's a win there for the, for the kitty cats. And um, yeah, but as I said, daytime versus nighttime, it's a different experience. And uh, yeah, I've ridden around quite a lot, uh, a lot more than what I thought in my live stream of uh, trying to get all the badges. Um, and yeah, I encourage people to try it in uh, different different uh, days, times of the day. To wait for night, you just you just hung out a bit, don't you? I mean, it will it will change tonight during the course of I don't know an hour long session. Will it? I think it's around forty five minutes. Well, it used to be forty five minutes. I'm not sure if um, you know the Zwift world has moved closer or further away from the virtual sun, and that may have sped up or slowed down in recent times. But I think it was around. I think the day was around forty five minutes. We should get Zwift Insider to check that one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, easy way to do that. Jump on and wait for minute 46 and see if anything happens. <laughs> um, the badge hunters have been out in force, you amongst them. Oh, look, I was on straight away. There was eight new badges. And what I said at the end of my live stream, which went for four hours long, I expected it to be about three hours long. I calculated out around 40. No, what was it? It's, I was thinking of miles there. It's 84 kilometers, I believe, of routes. So I thought, okay, 84 kilometers in Zwift speed. About three hours because Zwift speed's a little oh. faster. I didn't factor in how many times they threw us up that damn dirt climb. Oh, in both directions, <laughs> multiple times. And a lead in that didn't even count at one point. Ended up being 102 kilometers, four hours long. And yeah, I nailed all the badges in one single ride. But the depressing part about that is at the start of the day before the new release came out, I had four badges to go. And then after four hours and 102 kilometers of ticking off these new badges, I've still got four badges to go again. So I was sort of back to square one on, on release day, but I don't have to do those badges again. Yeah, but we know what those badges are, Shane, and those but those badges that you're short of translate basically as utter misery. Yeah, They're they too are. Too big, too big. All right, well, we'll be... Uh... We'll be we'll be back to you later in the podcast for uh, the kind of bigger view, actually, of what this new world means to Swift. But again, for now, thanks, Shay. Right on. Uh, well, welcome back to Eric Slangey's Swift Insider, and one of the many reasons that Swift Insider is uh, a famous, nay, legendary in the Swift world is uh, <laughs> is for its testing on on bikes. Now, before we get into that, Eric, can we just try and nail something? There's rumours flying around that the gravel on Umetsi is kind of less gloopy, <laughs> less sticky, and less slows you down. Have you have your tests revealed anything about that? They have not. Uh, it's the same rolling resistance as it the, is. Right. Yeah, as the dirt yeah. anywhere else. Zwift just has one one kind of dirt at this point, and it's that uh, that same oh, rolling well. resistance. Good, good, good to nail that rumor. So on to on to bike advice. I mean, this world for somebody who just kind of might ride around randomly, there's going to be a bigger mix, I think, of tarmac and gravel than you would perhaps normally find in, in for instance, Watopia. You know, you're more, it seems to me, you're more likely to come across gravel. So uh, uh, bike choice is pretty important on this world, I think, isn't it? What's, you know, what's the go-to? 
Yeah, I think it, it's definitely more important here than than any other world because it's it's almost a third. I mean, by my math, my kind of uh, sketched on a piece of paper math, it's about a third of the road is dirt. So yeah, in a race, bike choice matters. Obviously, if you're just free riding, you can do whatever the heck you want. I think the well, the gravel bike is going to be the the go to for some of the routes here. There's kind of maybe two interesting takeaways here. One is I don't think the mountain bike is the ideal pick on any route here, which is interesting because there is a lot of dirt and us Swifters have been trained where the mountain bike is the go-to bike for dirt, but it really isn't for any of the routes. It's not going to give you an advantage on any of the routes over a gravel bike because those dirt sections are hilly. And on those hilly dirt sections, the gravel bike actually beats the mountain bike because it's lighter when you're climbing. Uh, so, so your choice is just between gravel and road and it comes down to the balance of, you know, how much, how much gravel is on this or how much dirt is on this, this route, as opposed to pavement. Um, I actually, I published a post last week on Zwift Insider where I listed, I just listed all eight routes and said, here's what I would recommend for each one. Um, and they're, they're, they're all either ride a road bike, ride a gravel bike, um, they're, they're pretty simple. Interesting. And of course, uh, the, the kind of granular detail is all there on Zwift Insider. And I would uh, urge anybody planning a race and planning their tactics and strategy to head there with probably a pen and a piece of paper as well to jot down uh, the many great learnings there. Uh, two things that, that, that stand out for me on the amount of dirt. One, and I noticed this on the very first time I wrote it, uh, some of the lighting effects and the dust being thrown up by the dirt as it uh, joins back onto the road. I mean, that is, uh, that, visually, that is really spectacular. I mean, that is really, really well done. Uh, if you remember when we first got the jungle, everyone kind of got lost in a... <laughs> <laughs> Cloud of clouds dust. of dust. Uh, they re- yeah. they really seem to have learned a lesson there, and I'll ask you to react to that in a moment. But the second one, I think, perhaps more more kind of pertinently, is we need more gravel bikes now. I mean, there's just not enough choice, mm. is it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's what is there four or five gravel bikes, but um, yeah, I I would love to see Zwift uh, throw out more gravel bikes and even do some gravel. We, we need more gravel wheels. Mm. There's only one set of mountain bike wheels, one set of gravel wheels. Uh, it'd be super cool to be, have like nice carbon hoops and you know, wider or narrower. I, I, yeah, I, I'm all for more choice that way. More choice, more permutations, more pieces of paper required while calculating strategies. Uh, and finally, just for this section, Eric, uh, it appears my resolute holdout uh, in refusal of the Trump bike has been entirely vindicated. <laughs> it has, Simon. Congratulations. <laughs> you, you, you held on to that sinking ship long enough and it, it somehow buoyed itself afloat. Yeah. We should explain that your tests have shown that the Tron bike is not the fastest around Umetsu. Yeah, the Tron bike, I mean, it, it depends on the route and what other bike options you have. There is some, like uh, the Flatland Loop that has no dirt roads. The Tron bike would be the best choice on that route if you don't have the the disc wheels and the, you know, the S works Venge mm. frame. So there, there is a, there are a couple bike frames that are only way up at level 45 frames and wheels that are level like 45 plus that are just a little bit faster than the Tron. 
uh, but the Tron's faster than just about everything else. But when you bring dirt into the equation, then you got to start looking at gravel bikes and mountain bikes and see what's best. Yeah. You see, I knew. I knew all along. I almost didn't pay off. As always, uh, I mean, you know, audio is not the best form for kind of looking at, at, at this stuff other than, than by overview. Swift Insider is the place to go if you really want to get deep down and dirty with uh, with bike choices and wheel choices and frame choices. Uh, once again, uh, we'll be back to you before the end, but thanks very much for now, Eric. All right. See you, Simon. Well, continuing to work our way around the globe to get community reaction to the new world. And this process could not be complete without a few words from legendary Zwifter Tim Searle, ride leader par excellence and another massive mile muncher. Hi, Simon. It's Tim Searle here, and I'd like to share some of my initial thoughts on the Umeji courses on the new Mercury Islands world. Firstly, I found it visually stunning. I love scenic graphics, and this is another level for Zwift. The little touches in the villages and with the animals are great, but some of the landscaping is just outstanding. It was four rides before I could actually get a workout done. I kept getting distracted by the scenery. The courses look good too, with some good variation. I can see a number working for races and my beloved group rides. Overall, there's lots to see and find. I think we'll be discovering things here for some time. I'm excited to see where this world expands to. Umeji is an awesome base. Cheers. So that's Australia, New Zealand, Japan and Singapore covered. About time that Europe got a look in, I think. Hi, Simon. This is Martin from the Swedish Swift Riders. I just had a quick ride on the new Jumeci map yesterday. And I think the scenery and the graphics on this map is a higher standard for Swift. All the details looks just amazing. It's so much to take in. I will be looking forward to for the events and racing on this map because the mix between gravel and roads and tarmac. I think it will be some challenges to choose the correct bike when you race. So um, right now we are just waiting for Swift to release the tools for us to deliver some amazing events to them uh, from the Swedish Swift riders. Uh, have a great day and uh, great talking to you. See you later. And swinging south from Scandinavia, we head to Belgium where we find Fran Bambust. Fran, a noted Zwifter, ride leader, racer and Belgian, which eminently qualifies her to talk about the new map. So, OK, this is Fran. I'm in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, I should be focusing on talking, but I'm just swept away by the the views here. I got Mount Fuji in the background and it looks <laughs> just amazing. Wow, this is so gorgeous. I, I've done the Flatlands before and I really enjoyed that one. It had a, a La Douce France uh, a feel. And I've done the spirit route as well, and that ha gave me a kind of a jungle feel, which is amazing because both of those are my uh, two favorite routes. And now I've got both of them in the Japanese team, and I just love it. Okay, so I'm on the gravel now. Great, I'm going to try to see how fast I can get up that temple climb. I've taken a gravel bike. I, I don't really like 
the mountain bikes because of the look of it they look so silly so I don't have one in real life either <laughs> so sorry I'm just laughing at uh, once again the amount of work that has gone into this the, the details I noticed earlier um, something I really loved is that the hand of the monster coming out of the field and uh, the, the fun thing is the spectators by the side of the road are not looking at the riders but are looking at the hand of the monster <laughs> once again it showed that people who are making this really spending lots of time thinking and enjoying themselves okay we're going up now four percent I know for sure now that Mercury Island will be one of my favorite go-to's whenever I want to visit Swift which is practically every day oh my god thank you Swift and because we can never have enough Belgians on the Swiftcast, here's Frederick Clarisse, another prominent Swifter from that cycling crazy country. It surprises me how different this looks and feels from all the other worlds. Um, it's much more intimate. It has these narrow roads. It doesn't have really big far views. It, it just locks you into one place and there's another place waiting behind the corner. So it's very... Um, it's never dull um, and it's, it has even more detail than, than the other worlds. Uh, so this is really, for me, it's um, another proof how Zwift is creatively one step ahead of, uh, of its competition, how they always manage to create an, uh, an iconic indoor experience rather than just simulating what, uh, what happens outdoor. So yeah, um, kudos to Zwift. This is really, uh, it was worth the wait. Thank you. Right on. And Shane, I think the community has picked up on this. This new world uh, is, is only going to get bigger and you know could eventually easily be as big as, if not bigger than Watopia. I think that's pretty much an open secret, isn't it? It was in the first line of the press release. I think they said uh, it's open for yeah. expansion or sets the scene for something to come in the future. And we're like, oh, hang on, hang on. What, what's going on? And you can see Mount Fuji in the background. Well, it'll be Mount something. Um, Zuji, maybe? I'm not sure what they'll call mm. it. Um, <laughs> that, that's lingering in the background. Whether they're going to add that or not, I don't know. Um, they're going to have to do something. And, and it will be very interesting to see what they use for race courses on, on this. I think a few inner city crits would be cool, really short little courses. Um, but for the longer mm. stuff, for maybe the, the Tokyo or the O word, can I mention the O word or is that copyright to even mention? You know, the, those where, where the... We'll guess not. We'll, 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 we'll clarify the Olympics confusion oh. in, in a moment mm -hmm. or two, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. let's, let's treat that as a separate topic mm -hmm. because uh, it, it is worth clarifying that. But this world is, I think, eventually going to be at least the size of Watopia. That's that's kind of what we're being sort of semi-briefed. Mm, I would love a link between the two. So if you want to go for a start off in Watopia, uh, yeah. <laughs> ride between the two, or have I just opened another can of worms? Hmm. Yeah, you may have done. You may have done. <laughs> okay, well, let's just move on and just clarify, as best as we understand it, um, the kind of Tokyo Games and Olympic tie-up. Now, th this is as I understand it. Uh, 
the first thing we ought to say is there is no more ferociously protected, closely guarded, and probably valuable brand in the world than those five little rings. And um, Zwift, of course, do have a partnership with the IOC, the governing body of the Olympics, but I don't think, in fact, I'm almost certain that we're not going to see a kind of road course equivalent to and um, conjunctive with, in time terms, the Tokyo Games. In other words, it's not going to be like the UCI Worlds model, where there is a carbon copy of uh, of the course that appears in Swift, and there's kind of joint promotion immediately before or during or around the Worlds. I don't think we're going to see that. I think the, the, the IOC are way too protective of the Olympic Games to allow that to happen this time. Is that your understanding? Oh, I have no idea. They're a very complex beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know as you talk about the protection of the brand and uh, living up to expectations of delivering quality and things like that and uh, the spirit of the sport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it will be interesting to see what they could actually come up with. Um, I think I'm just thinking of the map now. If, if nothing changes in regards to the map, if they don't expand anything, which course on the map would be a, a good for a – a good race or maybe a, a showcase of, uh, of of Japan or Tokyo, but not actually calling it the actual course. Um, probably reverse. Is it the reverse, mm. the flatter course, but with the claw climb involved? I'm, I'm sure people know what I'm talking about when I say the claw climb. It's a bit of a long drag with the dragon's claw. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be a wait and see. I, I really hope they do. I really wanted a, some kind of replica of the course. I do like writing what I'm seeing on television. Um, I guess the question is, will we see it on television? It's, we, we still don't know. We don't know if the Olympics is going to be held. So, uh. No, I mean, that the, there remains uncertainty. But but my, my guess, my speculation, kind of semi-informed speculation, is that the Olympic virtual series, which has been announced and is going to start in June, and we'll get many more details of that in the coming days, um, is probably going to be it for the Olympics tie-up. And that's going to be a series of mass participation mass participation events in the new world, uh, some of which might be in a kind of race format. But I think that's it. Uh, I, I I think that's it. But the, they, the, they will be some things to look forward to. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Uh, I'm thinking anything Olympics, they're going to be tying in with the Olympians, um, maybe even regional. So in Australia here, there'll be the Australian Olympians jumping on. This is what they've done in the past with these kind of events. So I'm really keen to see what they do event-wise with this sort of world aside and course aside. The actual um, the funfair around it, what, what, what are we going to be doing? Are we going to be riding with the Olympians? Will they be live streaming? Can we interact with mm. them? Um, will it be 1.2 watts per kilo ride where we all take off at 6.0 watts per kilo? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be leading the ride, et cetera? So, yeah, let's, let, let's see what comes of it. All of the above, I would think. All <laughs> of the above. Okay, well, in summary then, just before we say goodbye to you, um, good work, Zwift. I think we can agree, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. As I said early on, it's everyone loves new roads. It's 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 refreshing to ride somewhere new. Um, the change is good as a holiday. Um, so it's uh, somewhere different, somewhere to explore. And I think that's what a lot of Zwifters um, want to do. They want to explore new roads. Sometimes going to the top of Ventop, you only do that once. Going to the top of Alp to Zwift, well, 25 times to get that little badge there. But yeah, this one, it, you know, it, it's accessible by everybody and uh, yeah. on all bikes too. Excellent. Okay. 
Thanks, Shane. Bit of a different format for the podcast this uh, this episode, but of course, always a pleasure to hear from you. Thanks very much indeed, mate. And we'll be back in our usual format next time. Till then, thanks and goodbye, fella. No worries. Cheers. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, Simon. This is Katie Levi. I absolutely love the new Yumezi map. It's so colorful. There's tons of culture. I especially love all the adorable animals like the raccoon dogs and the Shiba Inus. There's cats and cranes. I even saw some wild hogs frolicking through a meadow of flowers. And I just want to ride around and take pictures of all of them. Okay, and for the last time this ep, it's back with Eric Slangey of Zwift Insider. Eric, expansions. I mean, we know for a fact that they're going to come because Zwift have kind of uncharacteristically, because they don't really talk much about what they're going to do in the future other than in the broadest and vaguest and not very frequent of terms. Um, they have said that, you know, this is going to get bigger. And the next question, of course, which will be on every Zwifter's lips is, is when. I don't think we will see a, a, an Olympics road race course added as we've seen UCI World's courses added as that event gets closer. In other words, the Olympic Virtual Series, which is coming up in June, and there's more detail coming out on that uh, in due course, that that's kind of it for the Olympics tie-up. That's that's my understanding. Is, is, is Does yours differ? No, my I agree. I think it's the same. And I think it I think it kind of goes back to the nature of uh Zwift's current relationship with the Olympics compared to their relationship with the UCI and with the Worlds. You know, with the Worlds, it's all about the race and it, and they talk about how you know the pro riders can they get early access to this and they can actually train on the GPS replica of part of the course and all that, but the Olympics is, it's nothing about the race that everything that's been announced so far with Zwift's relationship to the, to the Olympics. It's just that it's the Olympic virtual series. And it's basically, it's just a lot of group rides that provide exposure to the Olympics, help, help bring in people worldwide to get some digital interest in the, the whole Olympic platform. They're kind of a way for them to expand their platform, but it's not a, it's really not a racing proposition at all it's not it's not a, it's not a parallel event it, we're not parallel but you know very a, a kind of conjoined event in the way that the the uci worlds thing is that the, well i i think uh, there is a kind of almost anticipation in in the community that there will be something for the olympics i'm I, i'm pretty certain there won't be and it sounds sounds like you're the same so that begs the question when do, when do we think we will get expansions i mean i think probably not till the autumn slash fall now yeah, I'd say the same. In some of Zwift's social posts, they've talked about the fall in relation to Yumezi and changes like, like having meetups. I think meetups are supposed to be able to be held in Yumezi starting in the fall. Um, yeah, it, it does seem like that's kind of the timeline they're looking at for doing the next, the next big things with that route with the course, with the map, with the world, whatever we're calling it. Grateful though we are, and I believe the community is unbelievably grateful, actually. The overwhelming reaction, there have obviously been a few dissenting voices, but the overwhelming reaction is has been incredibly positive to this world. And we know the world was planned kind of to tie in with the Olympics in some fairly nebulous way, which we've just discussed. But beyond that, the, the decision now to make this kind of as big as Watopia and possibly as important as Watopia, what what do you think that's playing into, Eric? I mean, my my theory is there's a bit of marketing behind this because 
there always is, you know, and there's a big, big, big untapped market out there in the East, primarily, primarily China. Do you think that's part of the thinking? It's got to be part of the thinking. I don't, I don't know how it couldn't be. So yeah, I, th- I think that's part of it. I, I have a hunch that part of it is maybe a technical thing too, where it's like the size of the map and, and, and loading all the assets. I know on every system I've ever used, it takes longer to get into Watopia than it takes to get into anything else. I assume that's because it's the biggest world. Uh, so maybe that's part of it too, is they're, they're wanting to kind of balance the size of maps some instead of just having one gigantic map that, I mean, theoretically, they could build out Watopia uh, much, much larger. And I'm assuming they're going to keep building it out, but maybe balancing it makes more sense in terms of load and load times. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought of that. That's why we get you on the Zwiftcaster, those <laughs> kind of insights. When they come, perhaps in the fall, what, what do you think they might look like? So I, I have two ideas. One is a, a cityscape because there's always been talk about Tokyo in, in relation to this. Um, so I think, I'm thinking maybe some, some sort of a riff on Tokyo, uh, maybe not one that's as tied to the actual city as the New York city co- courses, but, but a cityscape of some sort would be one of my guesses. And remember they're building it out. So you'd kind of have the city area that's connected to the current Umezi kind of the country area. The, the other expansion I'm thinking they do is a big climb to the mountain that we all see in the distance, which you know, Zwift, Zwift doesn't call them the mountains that they are. They, they want to differentiate it. So it's not, it is not Mount Fuji, but I propose we will call it Mount Fui <laughs> uh, because it looks just like Mount Fuji right now. Uh, but I think that'd be, that seems like a no brainer to expand to a big climb up, up that that famous climb and do another GPS replica sort of. Climb. Yeah, I think they're both both very very good thoughts. I mean, it, it, Fuji is kind of you know, or Zuji or whatever it's going to end up being called is uh, is, <laughs> is, is, is 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 very much low hanging fruit for for development. You would have thought, and of course, cities in in Japan they are kind of they're already visually spectacular, aren't they? I mean, if you think about bullet bullet yeah, trains yeah. and and neon lit buildings and stuff. There's uh, there's a lot of scope there. Yeah, I think two good calls there, Eric. Two good calls for sure. Insightful as ever, Eric. That's that's why we have you on. Thanks very much. I'm sure uh, last week was a busy time for you, was it? Was there much time for sleep or anything else? <laughs> there was a, it was, we, I had a couple of couple of late nights trying to <laughs> just trying to wrap my head around a whole new map is a is a challenge. Yeah. Thank thank goodness for the robots. <laughs> Don't man- glued my eyes on the screen and figured it out eventually. Don't mention the bots. Great to talk to you as ever, <laughs> Eric. Thanks very much, Mike. Nice chatting with you, Simon. That's it for this one, Swifters. Hope you enjoyed this special episode all about the exciting new world. And I think we can all agree... Good work, Zwift. It's uh, it's a lovely job. As usual, just to let you know that Zwift support the podcast, which helps us a lot, but we decide what goes in, not Zwift. Okay, thanks again. See you next time.